Well, Fuller Price is a four-term state representative from Amarillo. He is the pride of Potter County. Chairman Price leads the House Committee on Public Health, which has jurisdiction over all matters pertaining to protection of public health. Fuller Price, welcome on. Hey, thanks, Jay. I appreciate the invitation. Nice to uh, nice to join you this afternoon. Well, always good for you to come on. This has been your first time on in the new format, right? It is. Like, it we is. were West Texas Drive, went to the other side of Texas, and, and here you are. Um, so you chair the newly created, well, I say newly, <laughs> you must be thinking, wow, this has gone on a long time, Karen as well. Uh, the House Select Committee on Opioids and Substance Abuse, you have a report that's due on November 1 to the House. For why don't you, lots of people hear opioids and they think like Oxycontin, they think hydrocodone, codeine, morphine. Whenever you tell people what the terms opioid, what the term opioids means, how do you describe it? Well, there's there's certainly lots of varieties of opioids, uh, drugs that are derivative derivatives of opiates. You know, like Vicodin, even some of the uh, oxycontin, hydrocodone, some of those very commonly prescribed drugs. But uh, there, there's a whole you know host of drugs that are sort of encompassed by the term opioid. And so, you know, it's not just an illicit drug. Um, often, it's a prescription that has been legally obtained and then either illicitly used or not used to its fullest extent and it becomes an addictive uh, um, problem for the person or someone in that family who received the prescription. So when we talk about opioids, we're really talking about a huge grouping of, of uh, drugs and that can include uh, some forms of, of heroin and other illicit drugs as well. So when they get into whatever you can divulge about findings in your committee so far, I mean, how much time a week are you putting on this? For well, there's there's work being done on this every single day. Now we've had two hearings. We started our hearings in March, and then we had a hearing last week. We'll continue to have hearings all the way through the summer into the early fall, so that we have time to prepare a thorough report, as you mentioned, uh, by the uh, November deadline. But what we're learning is. Um, you know, statistically, we're hearing a lot of information right now about how broad the crisis is in Texas. And so nearly eight of every 100 Texans have a substance use disorder. And what we know is that those substance use disorders are the leading contributor to children entering child protective services, mm -hmm. almost two-thirds of all cases in 2016. We know that drug overdoses are the leading cause of maternal deaths in Texas most of which are due to illicit drugs, including illicit use of opioids. Mm -hmm. Then we have unmet costs, like uh, substance use disorders in our ERs that extend above $350 million uh, per wow. year. And in Is Texas, that across the entire state? That is, is across in, the entire state. Does that, that include the, county and nonprofit and for-profit hospitals, or is that just county hospitals? No, it's, it's all of the above, but I think the indirect cost exceeds that. It goes into the billions, you know, coast to coast, it's over $500 billion in indirect costs for wow. the crisis. Now, in Texas, obviously, it's, it's smaller than that. But the deaths, the thing that I thought was most alarming was once we started studying this in our committee, we realized that in Texas alone, opioid-involved overdose deaths increased 400% from 1999 to 2015. And so it's costing taxpayers, it's costing individuals, obviously, you know, ruining lives and, and unnecessary deaths. And, and I really do applaud the speaker for, you know, identifying this as an issue and saying, 
let's let's as a state take steps to uh, you know mitigate and alleviate some of the crises we're seeing coast to coast before it gets you know uh, any worse in texas well based upon what you I saw a stat today that said that 70 percent there's been a 70 percent increase just between 2016 and 2017 a 70 percent increase in opioid overdoses in the midwest based upon what you've seen is is that stat valid in texas i don't think texas is as in poor shape as some of the states in the Midwest and some uh, down in, uh, like, for instance, the East Coast. New Hampshire's had a real uh, difficulty. I think uh, you, you come inland and West Virginia has been, you know, often cited as a, yeah. a state in poor in condition. Ohio, and, and Ohio but, but Illinois, can, some of these but states in the Midwest have had that. real difficulties. But we aren't statistically in as bad a shape, but we are going to get there yeah. if we don't take some okay. steps you know, proactively no. to uh, eliminate some of the problems that they have faced. And, Chairman, I was interrupting you there, interjecting, though you strongly drove past me, and I really I appreciate that. <laughs> but I was going to say we aren't as as bad a shape yet because those have been lingering issues there in Appalachia and and off to the west of Appalachia. But uh, the, the crisis, so far as I understand, hasn't been as bad is bad in Texas, but it hasn't lingered as long as it hasn't in other places. Yeah, that's 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 probably a good way to put it. And something I think you'll find interesting, since I know you focus on rural issues um, on this show, we had testimony at our first hearing. There was a national study outlining the 25 worst cities uh, in the country uh, with regard to overdose deaths and, and overprescribing, and, mm-hmm. you know, there were a lot of data that went into that. But they this study identified four Texas cities in the top 25. Wow. One of them was Amarillo, one of them was Longview, one of them was Odessa, and the other was Texarkana. Wow. Now, those are four cities that are, you know, not what I would call, you know, necessarily urban, and three of those four cities are located geographically near uh, a neighboring state so you know one of the things we're going to focus on is preventing bad prescribers practices with ensuring a strong PMP but we're also going to try to eliminate some doctor shopping bad patient practices too because I I you know anecdotally you just got to think that there are people picking up prescriptions in different states and if those states aren't talking to one another um, it makes it easier to abuse the system and abuse those drugs. In Texarkana, Longview, and Amarillo, and which other one? Odessa. Odessa. Wow. So, I want to I want to get into the repercussions here, but I just want to ask you politically, Chairman Price. This must be a pretty difficult issue whenever you get into because essentially what you're going to begin to do is take on big pharma. You're going to take on big pharmacies, uh, big pharmacy producers. But you've also got to stand in line, in not stand in line, but you're also got to advocate for your county hospitals that are absorbing the costs from big pharmacy. What's that like as you deal with it to the extent that you want to get on to, into that on public radio? Well, radio. I don't necessarily frame it quite that way or see it quite that way. I mean, obviously there is a, a need for the appropriate use of opioids for both long-term uh, care for folks who maybe have cancer or in the last stages of their life, mm-hmm. hospice care, that kind of thing. And then there's also pain management uh, needs. So 
you know, first of all, I don't want to give the impression that we are just against all use of, of some of these, you know, pharmaceutical products because we're not as a committee at all. But we definitely want to, you know, eliminate or, you know, do everything we can to stop the, the problem that exists from getting worse. And I think there's things that we can do. We're already identifying some strategies that are going to put us in a position to make strong recommendations in the fall prior to the 86th session. And again, I mean, I'm sure that, that not all, you know, a big pharma is going to love our recommendations. I'm sure not all uh, prescribers or patients will love our recommendations because if you really study these issues, there's a shared level of responsibility up and down that spectrum from the manufacturers to the prescribers to the distributors, you know, to the uh, patients themselves. So I, I'm, you know, I look at it, you know, it's, it's sort of apolitical in a sense because it doesn't matter what part of the state you're in, what party you belong to, or what your economic status is. This is an issue that's affecting Texans in every part of the state. For Price, joining us here, other side of Texas, about uh, three minutes left in this segment, but I've got two um, two roadside bombs to throw at you here for. Um <laughs> First of all, an addict is someone who, at least in my view, is someone who at one time made an addicting decision. And you may not concur with that, but the question there is, where does personal responsibility lie in all this? Because I see a lot of folks that are pointing fingers at big pharma, big pharmaceuticals, but where's? it seems like we have the same problem with the cartel at the border, at what point do we assume responsibility in communities for these kinds of uh, epidemics? Well, there's absolutely a level of personal responsibility, no question, but it, some of these addictions to opioids are a little different than some of the other, for instance, illicit drugs. They are so addictive. You know, we've got, we've heard testimony from from multiple sources about how the CDC guidelines now are, are limiting the days of prescriptions under most cases to anywhere from, from seven days or less um, for these drugs because after three to five days, in some cases, um, they're so addictive that folks who are legitimately receiving prescriptions can become addicted to them. So, you know, it's, it's a little different than, um, you know, an addict to an illicit drug who they're obtaining on, you know, uh, on the black market in illicit ways, uh, and they've totally, you know, um, kind of gone over to the dark side, so to speak. I mean, I think there are folks who are legitimately taking drugs that they've been legally prescribed for pain management, for instance, who become addicted and then have a hard time, you know, um, you know, dealing with that. And so I think we have to treat that, but we also have to do a good job of increasing our prevention programs and education, our network of professionals, and uh, reducing the inappropriate supply that's out there. I think up until now, uh, you know, in the last few years, a lot of folks didn't know how to dispose of this, so it sat idle in medicine cabinets and things of that nature, and then it was used to self-medicate, or family members took it, or it was sold, you know, on the street. So. We need to do a better job in some of these areas just to just to make some common sense decisions that will affect us, I think, positively statewide. Well, we're going to get into more of that coming up. Is the ranking member on your uh, public health committee, Garnet Coleman, be joining us uh, here momentarily? But one of the last things I want to get into with you, Chairman Price, is lawsuits. And, uh, you know, I think back in October, I don't think I know, Upshur County, became the first county in the state to sue uh, 
big pharma. And it seems to me that whenever you talk about unmet costs in Texas at $350 million, a lot of that would be counties absorbing that cost through health care and county hospitals. What Will your report provide guidance to counties on lawsuits? And what's your general advice whenever surely you're getting calls? If, if what county folks tell me is any indication with lawyers coming, essentially ambulance chasing, what's your advice to county officials on lawsuits well and i should say contextually the state got 15 billion dollars out of tobacco and surely there's something coming what's your stance in all this what's your advice well we're we've got a a set of charges that the speaker has identified and and instructed us to follow with respect to our committee's work Mm -hmm. none of those charges you know instruct us to study litigation or give give guidance with respect to litigation and I know a number of counties statewide have have uh, joined in lawsuits against certain manufacturers because of unmet costs now whether those are successful or not is really totally separate and apart from what we're doing we do not plan to you know weigh in on that litigation we're going to we're going to follow the charged uh, instructions that we receive you know to the letter we're going to make our recommendations um, I really think that, that counties, you know, have to evaluate that for themselves because different counties are certainly, uh, out of all 254, there's there's a lot of differences between, you know, what costs are out there. Now, the $350 million I've referenced was what we heard in testimony. Those are just ER costs. Mm. So some of those, yes, are absolutely falling on. Any you know, idea, any idea in your Potter County what those costs are? I don't know county by county what those costs are, okay. and in in some respects, we probably don't know with certainty what what those are because uh, opioids are often, you know, when somebody overdoses, for instance, uh, sometimes it's not alone. They may be combining that drug with a benzodiazepine or a muscle relaxer, and that's often very very dangerous to an individual because mm-hmm. it shuts down the respiratory system, and that's where. Um, that's where folks end up in the hospital and sometimes even die. Wow. So all this, um, all this you know, big language. On, you really uh, are the chairman of public health. Well, we're getting, we're, <laughs> we're making some progress, and I think uh, we're finding out a lot of information about how dangerous these are. And I really, I really believe that in Texas, while we may not statistically um, have as big a problem as some of these other states, it is a huge problem, and we will, we will make some good headway. Chairman for Price. So while we got you, as we close out, uh, any announcements you'd like to make while you're on air with us? <laughs> I don't think so. I'm. Uh, you don't think so? Or I've may, got maybe my head we got down some more working hard on on the five committees that I'm uh, involved with right now, and that's uh, that's keeping me quite busy. Okay. Well, you just let me know. Just I will know. do that. He is for Price. You can hear this up on our Apple iTunes and other side of Texas. Thank you for making time for Price. Jay, I appreciate it. Anytime. Keep up the good work. We're going to go to break and uh, come back in with the ranking member of aforementioned public health. Look at how good you're doing, Queen Catherine. And you're getting there. Uh, get back in with Garnett Coleman right here, Morning other side of Texas. City, after we played the show, shots rang out as I stumbled home. So I hit behind the dumpster and I-